Okay, friends, welcome to the Everyday Mulemanship Podcast. My name is Ty Evans, and I'm glad to have you hanging out with us today. Um, we're going to do our a clinic. We're going to do a clinic debrief on our late uh, cult starting clinic that we had last week in Fountain Green, Utah. And to do this debrief, I got a special guest with me, my buddy Shane Mensing. Shane, say hello. Hi. <laughs> so. Shane has a really deep voice for for an eight-year-old. Actually, today's his birthday. He just turned nine. I'm just kidding. He's 14 today, so happy birthday, Shane. Thank you. Thanks for jumping on here with me. So Shane just participated in this clinic, and I wanted to invite him on here. And he was a little nervous to come on here, so his his mommy made him. Uh, But we're glad to have you, Shane. So so this is going to be good for you. It's going to be good for you. So Shane is going to pitch in here and tell me about how things went. I'm going to have a few questions for Shane, but I kind of want to give you all kind of an overview of what the clinic was. So we had 11 colts and eight mules. Let's see, eight mules and three horses, right, Shane? What was harder, the horses or the mules? Horses. The three horses were handfuls, (laughs) weren't they? Yeah. They were handfuls, but a lot of them, they turned out pretty good. It turned out pretty good, so... You know, we had, uh, yeah, eight meals, three horses, and uh, we had 10 participants. And Mikey Flood, my good buddy, he started two of them, and he worked his butt off, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Man, what do you think uh, of his work ethic? He doesn't quit. That was awesome. He doesn't quit, does he? He's mm-hmm. He's got a lot of heart, a lot of try. And, you know, the cool thing about him, Shane, was he's a really good hand, isn't he? Like, he's, mm-hmm. he's, a good, he's good. He's really good, and... But yet, did you notice how humble he was to oh, yeah. come get some some help and and uh, you know put himself in a in a place where he's you know he's opening himself up for constructive criticism from me, right? Mm-hmm. And that's pretty cool. That's that's a lesson for all of us. We need to be like him, huh? So, anyways, that was kind of neat seeing him start too. He started two of the horses, and they were both handfuls. He, he Mikey had just picked up these two horses like recently. And uh, he had one named Mouse. How big was Mouse? Big. Mouse is not a mouse. Freaking big. Big old draft cross horse. And, and then he had Annie. It was a little, a little smaller. But still, Annie, being the smaller horse, was still bigger than most of our meals. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? So, and uh, of course, Shane, you started a mule named Rose from Washington. Tell me, Tell me a little bit about about Rose, of course, you, you know, I knew her longer than you have, but why don't you tell these people about Rose? So, mm. How old is she? Three, right? She was three. Yep. Yeah. She was, she was pushy. And then second you tried to do anything, she tried to run off with you. And she just really got into a habit of running away with you. She, she tried to bolt many times. She bolted so she bolted so many times on the first day with you. Tell us about the bet that your mother made. Oh, yeah. My mom bet that I couldn't keep a hold of her. So, <laughs> How much? 100 bucks. Who won the bet? I did. You won 100 bucks, right? Yep. At the end. Poor Shane getting drug around. Um, and by the way, sorry about the noise here, guys. We're in the Freightliner studio. That's uh, my truck. And there's planes taking off. We're next to an airport here in Gunnison, right? And people pulling in, so it's a little noisy. I'm not sure if you guys can hear those in the mic, but just hang in there with us. So, 
anyways, what I was saying was Shane, the first day that mule had just bolted so many times. And I had seen this mule two weeks prior and I talked about it in our Creston clinic debrief, this mule rose. Um, and, and she had bolted with, with Chris up there. Chris Hungelman had used this for Deb because Deb was injured, right? She's hurt her, her arm. And so she couldn't work. So, you know, this mule bolted a whole bunch of times with Chris up there and it didn't quit with you, did it? No, not that at all. first day she got, she got away. I don't know how many times she get away from you. Twice, twice, three times, two or three times, but you went skiing like, I don't even know how many times. Right. I mean, over and over and over. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, Bentley, he was working another cult. I was doing the same thing. And so the two of you skiing everywhere and Levi kind of even got, uh, his cult pulling him around a little too, didn't he? Mm-hmm. So there was some, there was definitely some skiing happening in Utah on the first day of the clinic, wasn't there? Yeah. So to give you guys a little idea of how this clinic went, the very first day, the first, the first morning, um, we are all, all 11 Colts are in the arena. And of course, Mikey's trying to work two of them, but all 11 Colts and 10 participants are all in the arena. They're all, um, they're all, I'm, I'm going through the groundwork, right? I'm checking on your groundwork and we learned quite a bit <laughs> about yeah. the groundwork, right? And we have them ranging right from Bentley with his colt named Lucky, who was not even two years old, won't even be two till August. So it's that mule's what, 22 months old. And, and, uh, and, and this mule that Bentley brings is like, I mean, it is so green. And the fella, the fella that, uh, that you that entered this mule in the clinic, he had come to me a few weeks before and he says, Hey, he's asking me if I could train this mule for him. Right. He says, Hey, will you, we work on this mule lucky for me. And I say, you know, I don't really train mules for the public anymore. You know, I, I mostly do clinics and he didn't really know a lot about me, but he's known me a long time, but he didn't know a lot about me, which is interesting. Um, and I say, but no, but I'm doing a cold strain clinic and I got some boys from Texas that don't have a mule. And so he says, well, they can use it. And, uh, so he brings it to me that two weeks later to the clinic and he, all he had told me before was a two-year-old, but you know, in a lot of places in the world chain, when is the meal's birthday? Do you know? Mm-hmm. January 1st, whether the meal's born in August or April, doesn't matter. They say January 1st. So, so at the, at the new year, he's calling this meal two-year-old, Right. It's only a year and a half at June in January, right? So he's calling it a two-year-old. So that's just what he's calling it. And he gets there and he says, well, it doesn't technically turn two until August. And uh, I'm like, are you kidding me? Because I, I don't really like to start them at two. I prefer to start them at three, personally. Um, two is fine. And for this clinic, it was going to be pretty light going. Like we didn't, we didn't work. Well, you guys worked hard, but it wasn't that hard on the Colts, was it? Mm-mm. And so... Um, I'm thinking, oh crap! And then I'm trying to decide who for who, who to between you, Bentley, and Levi, which one of you boys to 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 pair up here. And um, so I'm gonna let Bentley because Bentley weighs what 110 pounds, and and uh, skinny, wiry, wiry little guy. He's 14 years old, same age as you, and just uh, he's a pretty good hand. So. But Ron comes to me and he says, oh, I got this mule. It's leading good. I got it broke to a chain. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he tells me. And he's so proud. That tells you how little he knows about me, huh? Yeah. 
Because you would never say that to me, would you? No. <laughs> He's like, I got broke to lead by a channel. I'm like, oh, no, Ron. Oh, man, we got some stuff to talk about. And so I said, okay, that's got to end right now. We don't we don't lead them with chains. And I said, do you have a roll palter? He's like, no, I don't use roll palters. He uses mule halters. Do you know what a mule halter is, Shane? The chain. Over the they got the chain over the nose. Sometimes they got the chain under the jaw. Anyways, or sometimes they've got the big leather nose piece and then chains under them. Anyways, he said, that's all. That's what he uses on everything. I'm like, oh, boy. So I said, well, we'll be using roll halters here, and these boys will be bringing their own anyway, so don't worry about it. But So he, he had a lot to learn, right? And um, so that was Bentley's cult, and the first day that mule was dragging Bentley around everywhere, and, and your mule was dragging you around everywhere. And and then we got Bonnie and Sid who are, they're ready to ride. Yeah. So during the groundwork, they're starting to get on their colts, huh? And so so Bentley's was the youngest colt, about twenty two months old, which is too young, but we could do okay with the light riding. And then we had the oldest. How old was 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 uh, Bonnie's mule? Do you remember? Mm. No, I don't. She was six. So Susie was six. So we had we had from two to six, you know, that we're working on here. And everything in between. Um, what was whose was the biggest meal? You remember? Oh yeah, um, cozy, cozy, yeah. Sid's meal, oh, cozy, stinking huge, huh? Two years old and massive, like, bigger than Riata. Like over sixteen hands. Yep, she's probably sixteen hands plus, which is incredible for a two-year-old. And I'm like, Sid, do you know how big this meal's gonna get? <laughs> this is gonna be so big. And um, and then we had everything between, right? And uh, so that first morning we, we do groundwork. And then what I do the afternoon, that afternoon, the first day, do you remember how I, how I saddling? So your section was saddling, right? Because you and Bentley couldn't get saddles on your mules in that morning session. Right. So, but the first session I, I come out and I'm, and I'm trying to pick people that are, I'm trying to pick people that are, are uh, similar. Right. So session one, I have Sid and Bonnie and Paul, remember Paul and his mule Theodore? Mm-hmm. And those three were doing excellent. And then Sarah with her horse, Big G. And remember, in the groundwork, Big G looked pretty good, didn't he? Oh, yeah. Like he had the maneuvers. She did really, really good with the with the maneuvers. But um, what happened with Big G in that first session of the riding? Oh, man, she got she got dumped off. She, she came right off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we everybody else was on. And she was the last one to get on and she goes to get on big G and he stands decent for her to get on. But then once she's on, um, she, you know, that horse was so stinking tight. Do you remember how tight that horse looked? Oh, he just tense. Oh, he was so tight. And I'm, so I go in there, I'm going to move this horse for her. Now, Sarah's riding in an English tack, which there's nothing wrong with English tack. Is there nothing wrong with it? Except for, except for she didn't have anything to ride and, and she wasn't, she wasn't able to ride good enough to stay aboard. And basically that horse just lunged across the round pen and she comes off. Right. And I got these other people on their colts that are just on their toes waiting. And, um, so we're, uh, yeah, we're trying to, we're trying to get her gathered up. She kind of, you know, takes her a second to get her wits about herself. And, um, yeah. So, I take her, I take her out. I say, okay, well, you're just going to get on again. So she gets on again and she just does a little lateral flexion. And then she's, she's just so worried. Remember Sarah's really worried. She's really tight and I don't blame her at all. Do you? 
Mm-mm. If you would have just got dumped off, how would you feel? Oh, yeah. You'd be a little worried, huh? We're going to get to the part where you got worried later. <laughs> okay. But um, so I have Sarah. Okay, Sarah, just go do groundwork or, and, and fence work on the outside out in the arena. Okay. And then I get these three going. And then the second session, you remember who's in the second session? The second session. I had Chloe and her mule Dottie, which was good. They, they were a good team, weren't they? And uh, then I had um, Levi and, and Hulahan. Hulahan is my mule, two-year-old. And I had Mikey and um, Annie. and Annie. And then I had Stacy and her mule, Hank. I liked Hank. How would you like Hank? Oh, he's... He was a good cult, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Really good cult. So they were in the second session, and they all did good except for Mike. Remember what happened with Mike? That first day, Do you remember what happened that first day? Yeah, when you had to... She have to lead by a foot and all that. Yeah, that day, not with Annie. I didn't lead by a foot, but Mike went to get on. He got on his horse, and he got tipped out really, really easy and got dumped off of Annie. So she wasn't ready enough either. So I, I said, Mikey, let's not worry about riding this horse today. Why don't you go out in the arena and um, and go go do some fence work? Because that horse was really scared to death uh, with Mike above him, above her, right? So we send him out. And then the other three, they have a great ride. They did pretty dang good. And then we get to your section. <laughs> so why don't you tell us about what we had to do that first day with your section? Yeah, we'd work on saddling. We had to get the saddle on them. And it took quite a while. What was the hardest part with saddling? Just keeping them. Like, so you could put the saddle on them. Yeah, you had a hard time. Remember, you, you and Bentley both had a hard time swinging those saddles on, right? I had to show you both how to hold that saddle. Did it make a difference when I showed you how to hold that and how to swing it? Yeah, it was easier to swing, and then they just got right from under it. Yeah, because you because you was you was trying to saddle up, lifting that whole saddle up, and with everything folded over, right, and trying to put it on just from the side. So you was using your back. Remember how I explained how to use your hip to swing that saddle up, and but that helped you guys, but that didn't help the mules yet, though, did it? Because they were still scared of the saddle, so. I had I I came and I helped you, didn't I? Yeah. So how many times I swing that saddle on and off the mule? A lot. Over and over and over. Feel the burn, right? <laughs> like that was that's a little bit of a workout, isn't it? Yeah. Especially your saddle. Your saddle weighs freaking <laughs> fifty pounds. I don't know how much it really weighs, but all I know is when you're swinging it up there over and over, it's heavy, isn't it? Yeah. That is heavy. So that was a bit of work, wasn't it? Yeah. And uh, but we got we got Rose saddled, and we got um, Lucky saddled. Good. And remember, Mikey was in that session with us. Yep. And Mikey had mouse in that session, and Mike was basically working on on and offs. Mm-hmm. And um, so basically, that first afternoon with your guys is your section. We just got them saddled and went through some groundwork, right? Yep. Did you guys do any on and offs that day? I don't think you did. Just kind of some step ups. You, you, you stepped up on each side. Yep. But you didn't get on. We didn't no. ride. And then I had you and Bentley take your mules out, right? Because yep. Mike was having a heck of a time with his horse, wasn't he? Yep. Mouse was a handful that day. And so that day I, I worked on with with Mouse. I worked on leading her, leading him by a hind foot, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Did you watch that whole session? Yeah. What do you think of that? That was interesting. Just to see the way you handled it. Just the way you got her to move. and It's tough, isn't it, though? You watching that, you think, think you could do it? Mm-hmm. Not yet. What do you think? Do you think you could ride it though? 
Mm, no, probably it's not. A little challenging on both yeah. ends, isn't it? So Mikey's a good hand, and it takes it takes a lot of work to for one to catch a foot, and then to keep a foot, right? Yeah. And to keep that rider safe, and then on the rider's end, he, you have to do a really good job of staying centered, don't don't he? He yeah. had to he had to really focus on staying centered and, and staying balanced because it's kind of hard. But how did you like it when I could just stop that horse for him? Oh, that was I feel like that helped him out. I just said, here we're gonna stop. Right. Yep. Just stop the horse form. So basically, when I'm leading by a foot, and those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, you can go to our online video library at tsmules.com, and you can watch how um, in the Dally Diaries. Right? Have you seen that episode, Shane, of Dally Diaries when Vic helped me so. lead uh, Dally by foot while I rode? Yeah. I so. so if you don't know what I'm talking about, go watch those videos on the Dally Diaries. But basically, I'm teaching this horse to lead by a hind foot, getting to where I can get it to move and get it to stop and, and all that. And, and, uh, so as we're doing that, um, yeah, Mikey's Mikey got to where he could get on. He could ride that thing. And then, you know, by the end of the session, did I have a hold that foot anymore? Mm-mm. Nope. He's riding on his own, wasn't he? Yeah. Doing pretty good. You yeah, know, he did an amazing job. He did great. That was pretty fun. So that was, that was day one, quite a, quite a day. So, um, my kids are yelling outside here. I'm going to tell them to tell them to be quiet here. I'm going <laughs> to, Hey Ellie, quiet, please. <laughs> Sorry guys. We're just here sitting here in the, in the freight liner and, and the, the kids are hollering outside. I don't know if you could hear them yelling or not, but sorry about that. This is real life, isn't it? Shane. Shane spends most of his day yelling at his little brother. Be quiet. <laughs> so that was day one, Shane. And um, remember how I give Team Texas? So so we had Levi and Bentley come from Texas. And then, of course, Ben, Christy, and Tim, right? They were they who brought them. And, mm-hmm. and they left early that day. And I give them a lot of crap about that, didn't I? Yeah. Because that lesson with that horse was incredible, don't you think? Oh, yeah. And, uh, but they got to see it again on the second day with Annie, huh? Yeah. So, so recap on day one, day one, we, we ride, uh, what we ride, we rode six, I think we rode six of, of the 11 and, um, seven, if you can, count big G cause Sarah rode for a, a, a moment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she got on and got that horse to bend a little bit. Um, yep. so, so maybe seven out of the 11, but we didn't ride your mule. We didn't ride lucky and, um, uh, or I guess we rode eight cause we did ride mouse. Right. So there was three that didn't get rode Annie Rose and lucky. Right. So we go into day two, right. And day two, I split you in just in two sessions, two segments. It ended up being three, but I started out with two, right. So I take the morning segment. And, um, we go through, what did I do? Why don't you explain what I did with the animals every time before, before we rode? Do you remember what I did with all of them? Yeah. You try, you just turn them loose and then you just kind of get them. She just work them until they kind of, kind of grouped up. So they were all working together. And so yep. they were trying to get them hooking on. Right. And then also don't want them kicking each other, biting each other. Cause that's no good for humans. Is it? Because that would be really hard to ride if you guys were getting kicked at. It's hard enough to ride your colt, but if you're getting kicked at by others, that would be really intimidating, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. So day two, 
I, I get everybody moving, get everybody, get everybody loosened up. And, uh, and then we have you guys can get on and, and, um, how'd it go for you on day two? Day two, a little better. Just kind of, the groundwork went a lot better. Yep. She was a lot softer and then we got on and we were able to go through walk trot lope and just was a whole lot better. What I have you guys, what I have you do when you got on initially, why don't you explain, explain the process to everybody listening here of what I had you do when you, okay, you stand still to mount, right? Uh, but what I have you, you know, I had you get on and off lots yep. of times, right? Up and down and then take us from there. So you, so you did up and downs, you get on and off and then yep. we, we got on and worked on lateral flexion and rolled the hinds and then Ty just kind of helped us and we kind of went through and just kind of, we tried to keep him to the inside and went through and walked trot lope. How quick did I have you walk trot lope? It was pretty quick, quick, pretty quick. transitions. Right. We, we move quick, right? We're going to, that forward motion is such a key for these cults. And, and I think that's where most people have issues in the future. Why people have issues in the future is because they don't work on forward motion fast enough. And then things come up later on and they, they can't move their animal or they can't move their mule with control or their animal takes off with them and they don't know how to control it. Right. So right off the bat, walk trot lope. Did that, what'd you think of that? Of, of, of loping so quick? How'd you feel when I said, okay, Shane, your turn to lope. What'd your what'd your heart say? Oh, it was just kind of an okay. Here we go. Here we go. Let's see what happens. Yep. Or did you know what was going to happen? I really didn't know much, just because first time. And what what did you think would happen? What was going through your mind? I wasn't just kind of. I, I didn't have any clue it was going to happen. <laughs> you're just going with it. It's just okay. Right? Well, you're supposed to have an idea. <laughs> you want it to be pretty good. So, but how did you feel after you walked and trotted and loped a little while? How, how did you feel once you had it done? It was a lot. I felt everything was smoother. Just kind of. You kind of relaxed a little bit like, oh. Yeah. I lived. <laughs> right? Yeah. I made it. So... In the meantime, your mother's out there watching in the round pen. How's your mom feeling the whole time watching you start cults? She's she tries to coach you from the sidelines the entire time. Yeah. So what I have, what did I have to tell her a few times? Just to stop. And I had to say, okay, you got to let them alone a little bit, right? <laughs> so, because and and your mom wasn't the only one telling what to do right what was what was bentley's mom doing the whole time <laughs> she's coaching and she 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 did more coaching than your mom did didn't she so i finally had to tell both moms okay settle down a bit right because we had four there's there's four of you that were under 18 we had we had levi who was 13 you and bentley at 14 and of course you were 13 last week you're 14 now but and then and then uh chloe was 17 Right. So three of you had your parents there working on stuff and in your ears a lot. Right. So that's kind of hard because I'm trying to tell you to do something. And then your mom's trying to tell you to do something too, huh? A little challenging, isn't it? So there was a, there was a big accident on day two though. What happened? Not with you, but with Sarah. Remember what happened? Yeah. And then she got, when she got tossed over and then so so sarah was starting her horse don gorion was his name i probably said that wrong didn't i 
but Don Gorion, and we just called him Big G, huh? Yeah. And 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 a Big G. Um, this is something I was telling telling all of you about because remember Rose was the, Rose was similar to Big G, and there were some issues going on with some of these animals. Remember, I call it the low idol. Yeah. Remember, we talked about this with Rose, where some of these colts, you guys were barely just barely scratching the surface, and they were getting. Um, you know, you just kind of hang out in this low idle area. And, uh, and when you'd, when you'd push further along, what would happen to them? They'd, they just couldn't handle it. They'd blow up. They'd like Rose. What would she do? She'd bolt off. Yeah. Right. And, and, uh, big G the same thing. And a couple others would be, do the same thing. And, and this is dangerous. This is, this is something that happens, you know, when we're not, you, you just stay in a familiar area. You just kind of stay in a familiar spot and they don't, you know, they, they don't get out of that comfort zone. Therefore, they don't know how to self-regulate and come down and find comfort, right? Relax, right? Anyways, so since since the first day, Sarah, you know, we, we mentioned she was in her, her English tack, which, like I said, I have no problem with. And many of you listening, uh, I mean, there's probably a good uh, 30% of my audience here that rides English and English tack. There's no issue with it, right? But starting this cult, Sarah was not riding that English tack very well, right? She was having a hard time staying in there. And the horse just barely lunged forward and off she come. So I asked, hey, would you would you want to ride in a Western saddle where you actually have something to hold you in? And this is, this is one of the craziest things, Shane, uh, because a lot of people, people fall off and have instances and, and accidents. And, and I tell them, dude, if I was riding that saddle, I would have fell off too, huh? Oh, yeah. I would have fell off. Like I couldn't, you can't ride that, you know, There's nothing to keep you in. So, so, you know, the gear that we use, it, it builds confidence, doesn't it? And, um, so I wanted her to ride in this, this Western saddle and she said she would. And, but do you remember what was happening when she saddled that horse? Do you remember? Remember old George? Remember mm -hmm. what happened? So she's saddling this horse and George, my buddy, old, old George, um, Rasband is, oh, is yeah. sitting there. Right. And this horse is all uppity as he usually is. And. And he turn, he kicks, and all I hear is this crack. You thought, remember that? Oh man, I thought he hit him so hard. Oh man, we hear this this crack. This horse kicked, and this is the first mistake. She's saddling him out there, you know, in among the crowd of spectators, which is a classic bad idea. Yeah, that horse spun around and spun around, kicked, kicked out. And what does George do? And George took the chair with him and just rolled over. George rolls over. So I I'm just seeing the end of this, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh. I thought he got kicked. George just kicked got him out kicked. Of the chair. Yeah. It's, I mean, my heart just dropped. I thought, oh my gosh, old George just got it. And I, George, you okay? George, you okay? And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. He didn't get kicked. He the, horse, the, the horse must have kicked the chair. So he rolled over, perfect timing. And, of course, this gets Sarah riled up even more, doesn't it? And Big G riled up even more. So we, we bring the horse into the round pen. And we finish saddling in the round pen, right? And then we're getting folks on and getting folks riding. And, and Sarah's on the ground. And this horse is is spooky and pushy um and even though she had a pretty good handle on him it seemed right yeah on the ground um apparently not good enough because this horse got scared of something whether it was the stirrup hanging or the rear cinch or whatever i don't i don't really know because she had a hard time saddling him 
Remember, she had a hard time saddling Big G the first day with her English tack anyways. Yeah. So he didn't saddle that great as it was. Um, there was a lot of nerves going on right there between the two of them, wasn't there? Yeah, they were both tense. And... They were both tense, tight, nervous. And so something spooks the horse. I'm not sure what it was exactly, and it doesn't really matter at this point, but something spooks the horse, and he just plows over the top of her, and he steps on her leg. Yep. What happened to her leg? Yeah, he broke her leg. She broke her leg. She didn't know at the time. She she got up and she walked out, but she ended up fracturing her leg. And so now what now was Sarah? She's out, isn't she? Yep. She's done. So so I have Bentley come ride. And you, I know you were hoping that I'd call on you to ride mm -hmm. the horse, weren't you? Yeah, I didn't even know. <laughs> no, but I have Bentley. Bentley wants to come ride. And uh, so he, he volunteers and he comes and, and he puts a ride on the horse, doesn't he? Mm -hmm. And uh, it goes pretty good, actually, doesn't it? Yeah, it was pretty smooth. Gets a ride. And do you remember that horse coming off of the anxiety? Do you remember watching it? When I was talking about that, you could just see it. It just, yeah, you could, it just calmed right down. And what was it doing? What did it do with lowered, his body to calm down? Lowered its head. It just kind of, you could see it relax. Looking lips. See its eyes, its face. I have never seen a horse. It came out fast. Relax that long. Like, I, I don't think I've ever seen a horse with that much stress built up. And, you know, one thing that I talked with Sarah about was, you know, Got to have an attitude of gratitude, right? So Sarah was was constantly, I don't know, lack of better words because I'm not very good with my vocabulary, right? Is nagging the horse a lot. Like she would correct him a lot. Like, nope, nope. And she'd actually make the noise. She'd go, eh. Remember that? Yeah. Eh. And I'd say, Sarah, you, you need to you need to reward that horse. So rather than constantly correcting and, and saying no, 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 we need to say yes and... and Sorry about that, friends. For some reason, it cut off my audio right there. <clears throat> um, what I was saying there was, you know, we want to build yes mules. We want to build yes horses. So it's really important for us to, <clears throat> you know, say yes and redirect those thoughts for the positive and, uh, you know, try to get the best out of each situation. So, you know, get in the habit of, of saying okay, this is what I would like you to do rather than just saying no all the time. And, uh, you know, it's kind of all about your presentation. You know, how, how do you dress it up? It, you know, they will do what they think is easiest. So instead of you blocking all the time saying no, try to get them saying yes. And this is a, this is a big challenge for a lot of us right here, you know. So um, anyways, as we worked on there, that horse, um did did amazing uh, from from that first day on through uh, it, it did amazing and and i've never seen a horse come down that much i've never seen a horse uh relax and let down as much as big g did uh that day you know it was it was incredible so just wanted to jump in here and add those few words in here and uh, anyways uh, it's a great lesson for us all to have an attitude of gratitude while we're working find opportunities to say thanks find opportunities to say good job and it'll make a big difference in your quality of work so we'll move on now okay let's talk about day uh day three now so day three um 
Do you remember how it went for you and, and Rose? Yep, it was, yeah, it was a whole lot better. Where yeah. did I have you right at day three? Yeah, we didn't, we never ended up getting on. Yep, day three, you didn't, you didn't end up getting on because you were having issues um, saddling and, and then you had issues getting on and off, right? Yep. And she just wanted to move all around. And Bentley had some issues saddling again. So you guys, the first day you didn't ride, second day you rode, and it was just in the round pen, just short, right? Third yep. day, both of you have issues saddling and getting on and standing still. And so you don't ride, you just go through the groundwork stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, uh, but the other, a lot of the others were, were doing pretty good, right? Um, life was, life was looking pretty good for a lot of Colts, right? Yeah. There's a lot of progress. But where did I have everybody else ride that day? Out in the arena. Yep. They were all progressing. Yep. Almost everybody rode out in the arena that day. Um, and they were looking pretty good. And, um, you know, we were, working on walk trot lope and do you remember do you remember what i did that morning with with the colts that were out there in the first session remember what i did with all of them that day three all of them you didn't uh you didn't get them grouped up at all did you that was the day i did i you remember i i had them hooking on yep remember so so basically i took all the colts out in the arena that were in the morning session that is and uh i get them moving out of the arena and they're going through walk trot lope transitions and they're just they're just loose right and I get them to where they'll stop in in one corner of the arena, right? And then what did I do for the people? Do you remember what I did? You had everybody go out and stand out there, and then you have them just kind of pick off a cold at a time and mm-hmm. have everybody else drive them away until they came up and stopped by their... Stopped by their human, right? What would you think of that? That was, that was cool to watch. It was cool to see whose mule truly was really there with them. Yes. That was pretty neat, wasn't it? Yeah. So I, for those of you that are not quite clear on what I did here. So basically I got, uh, I think I had seven or eight of them out in the arena, right? Uh, of these Colts and I'm moving them around. I'm going through transitions and I'm basically, it's the hot and cold game. I'm, I'm trying to get that animal comfortable stopping where it is that I want them to stop. Right. So I picked a corner. I picked that far uh, Northeast corner of the arena. And I got them to where they'd just go there and hang out, right? And then I had all the participants come out, and they spread out in a big line across the arena, right? And I would pull out one colt at a time and basically deliver it to the participant, right? So I'd pull them out, and I'd, I'd, I'd put a little pressure on the colt. And then what did I do the closer it got to the closer it got to you? What did I do? You just let off pressure. Yep. And then if they'd start getting away, then dad pressure until they got it was just... So how how did Rose do? Did she want to come hang out with you? Nope. <laughs> she had a hard time, didn't she? Yeah. Rose, and then there was a couple others that had a little hard time choosing, you know. And what did that tell us? That tells us we need to we need to be a a, a source of comfort for these yeah, colts, right? We need to be the good place to be. Yeah, we need when they're with us, especially colt starting. They're so fragile, right? A lot of times we we'll we'll. Uh, we work them so much, right? We we work on the checklist. We work through these things. We work on the maneuvers so much that they kind of forget, you know, we kind of forget to be a source of comfort for the critter, don't we? So did you learn anything from that? Yeah, it's just really learned, like, how much they, what, just what they thought of you, just kind of that. 
Yeah. You know, and it was it was really fun doing that because some of those cults, some of those cults, what they do? I mean, they walked right up to their humans, right, yeah. just right off. Now the hard Bentley. thing, yeah, like Bentley's cult, you know, it didn't really know him, but it just walked right up to him, right, and um, you know, some of the others did too, and some of them didn't, right? Dottie didn't really want to walk up to Chloe either, and you know, um, it was interesting. So, but we we did that, and that looked pretty good. That morning session went great for you, for yeah. for, for a lot of people. Of course, you didn't ride that day. But, but for a lot of them, went pretty darn good, didn't it? Mm-hmm. And um, so day four, um, how'd that go? Do you remember day four? Mm-hmm. So day four, you you did get to ride. You had them yep. saddled before, and it went good, right? Because mm-hmm. you guys worked on saddling, worked on a lot of reflection, worked on getting those meals to be with you. Um, you know, that was your homework, right? Yep. And the next day, you got to riding pretty good. And how'd that feel? It felt, it felt really good. And we got going through transitions in the arena more, right? Yeah. And that felt pretty good. Now, you know, one thing we kind of missed, I'm going to go back to day three real quick before I get ahead of myself. That just popped to mind. What happened to Bentley in his, or rather Bentley's saddle on day three? Do you remember that? His rigging. Was it his cinch that broke? Or? Yep. So day three... I'm moving around Bentley, um, and he's got Big G, the horse, and um, and then Mikey's horse is in there, mouse, right? Who's not really a mouse, she's huge. Yeah. And um, mouse has his halter and lead rope on. And Bentley's horse, since it's so much smaller than mouse, goes to cut under mouse's neck, right? Well, Bentley's saddle horn catches the lead rope, doesn't it? And Mouse just steps to the side, and that horse is so big and powerful. Yeah. It catches that saddle, and and Bentley's Latigo snaps. And now what happens? Then it just got a back cinch. Just the back cinch, and that saddle rolls under that horse's belly, right? Yep. And just beats that saddle to crap, doesn't it? Just, just beats it, and finally ends up ripping the rigging. The, the rear cinch rigging out of both sides, didn't it? Mm-hmm. That sucked, huh? Yeah. Man, that sucks. And, you know, that's Bentley saddle. Bentley, he's 14, but, you know, he rides for a living. That's what he does for yeah. his job. He's homeschooled and then he works, you know. And um, that's that was how – how would you describe how Bentley felt? That was – it was rough. That wasn't a good day. No, he, he, felt, he felt just terrible. And, um, you know, but – we talked about it and it's one of those things where I wish I would have been, I wish I would have been listening to that voice inside because I saw that, I saw that Latigo and I saw the, uh, the decay of the Latigo, like small little cracks, small little, you, you just, you just see the, the health of the leather, right? And it was not healthy leather. And you know, this is just a good lesson. If you see something on your rig, that's not top notch, it's not just right. Replace it just fix it or replace it right i should have said something to him because i probably could have saved him that saddle and i didn't mm-hmm. and you know it wasn't that i thought that it was going to break i didn't think it was going to break i just thought oh that's just not that the leather's not that healthy you know and um need some oil and then need some baby powder and um so that was a lesson for all of us but luckily uh miss caitlin mikey's wife let's uh lets him use her saddle that was nice huh yeah and she was a she was a cool gal wasn't she 
And uh, there's so many good people there, huh? Yeah. Everybody was just just fantastic, um, you know. So, anyways, Bentley swaps saddles. He ends up putting a good ride on that horse. Um, now on to day four. Day four, we rode in the arena. Life was a little bit better. What about, what did we do on day four that was special? Do you remember what you did on day four? We went out. And you went out? What did we do? Went and kind of messed around with the cows a little bit. Yep, we kind of moved the cows around my pasture, huh? And what did you think when I said, hey, all right, open the gate. We're going to go outside. What were you thinking? Mm-hmm. I was excited. Just never really knew what, I, what was going to happen. <laughs> you know, we're going to go out and we, we move, and it was going pretty good. Mikey had a little issue there at the end. Yep. So Mikey on his horse, Annie, by now he's riding Annie, and Annie's coming along pretty decent. And um, Annie gets a little scared of something, and Mikey is gets just tipped out of a saddle. And Annie at first just kind of was scooting around like wasn't bucking. But Mike gets tipped out of a saddle, right? And then what happened? Then she really started going. Then she started bucking, and she dumped him off. And uh, by now, Mikey has taken a few hits from these horses. He's been kicked, and he's had a few issues. These Those horses were handfuls, weren't they? Yep. They, His hands rope burned up pretty good. Yep, he had hands. rope burns, and he, he was uh, – those two, he had a hard time. He did. and uh, But, man, he was tough, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. And um, – and amazing how he kept his patience, wasn't it, too? Oh, he was just so cool and calm the entire time. Yep. Very calm. It's a great lesson for all of us. You know, just stayed really, really flat, really neutral. It was excellent. So he had that little glitch on day four. But wasn't it interesting how those those Colts that were a little behind on day four, um, mm-hmm. how they caught up to the morning class? Yeah. Right? It didn't take that long. We caught up. Yep. Now let's talk about day five. What did you think of day five, the last day of class? What did we do? It was, it went pretty good. I, I liked it. So by the last day of class, everybody except for Mikey and Mouse, right? All the participants except for Mikey and Mouse are in the morning class, right? And we started by doing a little groundwork, right? We did a bunch of fence, or we did a bunch of moving half circles. We got on and we went through the checklist, right? And remember how I had you guys get on the rail and I basically took you through your mealmanship one checklist, didn't I? Yep. And then how did we end class? We went out and we did some mess with, we did some drills with cones and we pulled out a cow and yep. the little cows and pushed her around. Yep. We got, got a cow out. We followed her around a little bit. How'd old Rose like the cow? She was awesome. She went right after it. She was she was very forward, wasn't she? Yeah. She was uh, she was gonna eat that cow for lunch. That that mule eats steak for lunch, didn't she? Yeah. I had to focus more on keeping her controlled than getting her moving. Yeah, because she was going after that cow, wasn't she? Yeah. But wasn't it cool how we could take them colts from you know, from from uh day one where you couldn't put a saddle on that darn thing and she's dragging you around to day five, you're moving cows. Yeah. Pretty cool. I never it? thought we'd be there. You never thought that? Nope. Just incredible. But something else happened on day five, and it was a little intimidating for you. Why don't you yep. talk about the transitions? So what did I have you do? She was, yeah, we had to go through walk, trot, lope. Once we got up to loping, she just, I'm not even sure really what happened. She just kind of would start going, and she was. It's called, Sky calls it buckle loping. <laughs> 
right? When they're bucking and loping at the same time, that's called yeah. a buckalope, where they're not really setting up and really getting it on, but they're not bolting away. That's a buckalope. And as Shane is riding this, this mule around, um, she kind of tosses her head and throws these little fits every now and again, and it kind of spooked you, right? But what was I telling you to do? Just kind of... Just kind of ride it. Keep riding. Keep going. And you stayed so centered. You did excellent. I was really proud of you. That's the best I've seen you ride in a situation like that. Because that really tests you, didn't it? You've never really experienced that before, have you? No, I've never had a mule that's like that. Both yeah, you had yep. solid mules. That's right. So you. So that was pretty fun. We made a lot of progress with the mules now. Yeah. We all know your favorite part of the whole clinic, though. What was it? Potluck. Potlucks and, <laughs> and dinners, right? Yep. So Tuesday we had potluck, right? Wednesday we had Das Cafe. Um, if you guys have seen uh, the Dally Diaries, you've seen Vic Lott helping me. And his wife owns the Das Cafe. She came and catered. What do you think of that German food? Because oh, you're, you're, you're that German. Was, that was awesome. You like that? You, you guys come from German descent, so that should fit you pretty good, huh? Yeah, that was that was awesome. Some of the guys thought it was a little little different, though, huh? They, some of them guys looked at the sauerkraut like, mm, <laughs> don't know about that. Then the next day, Thursday, went to my dad's. That was that We had was awesome. ribs and potato salad and beans. And then how would you like the cowboy poetry that night? Oh, that was, yeah, it was, it was funny. So you listen to my podcast, and you, so you've heard Jim's and you've heard yep. Joe's. So they, so Jim and Joe, they both came over and and did cowboy poetry for us, and that was pretty fun, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Friday night we had good old Sam, yep. Sam Scaling, who's also been on the podcast. He came out and he cooked for us. So we dang sure ate good all week, didn't we? Yep. <clears throat> so if. If you had the opportunity to do a cult starting again, would you do it? Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, good thing because you already signed up for yep. next year, aren't you? <laughs> so yep. so after experiencing the whole week like this and seeing this this wide range of cults, I mean, you know, th- there was everything from, from like I said, Bentley's Mule that basically brand new um, all the way up to to Bonnie's Mule who had already – Bonnie had already rode her mule a little bit. Yeah. Sid had done a lot of work with her mule. You know, Mikey had only had those horses for two weeks. Paul with Theodore had done a bunch of preparatory work. Um, Sarah and Big G had done a lot of groundwork, um, you know, and, uh, you know, Stacy and Hank, they looked pretty good. I thought those two did good. I thought they did great, don't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Stacy and Hank, they were a great team. Chloe and Dottie done a lot of, a lot of prep work. Of course, you and Rose met, just met each other. Yep. And Levi and Houlihan just met each other. But, you know, seeing, seeing that wide range of meals, Shane, what, what are you going to be doing to prepare Jack so things go the best for you? Really getting him out of that low idle, just like trying to get his energy up, lots of groundwork. That low idle thing, that's what we was talking about earlier when they just kind of, they just kind of hover in there, huh? They don't quite, they don't quite get comfortable, Right. And, um, or rather they're too comfortable. They don't quite learn, but we're, we're kind of, it's a little bit of a trick on, on our end thinking that, uh, they're doing better than they are. Right. So you're going to do a lot with Jack and are you excited to start Jack next year? Oh yeah. So how do you think it'll go with Jack next year? I feel like if I can really get him good, I think he's already 
had a saddle on him a bunch. He's doing pretty good. I feel like if I can keep working with him, keep it up, I feel like he'll do really good. Mm-hmm. How far do you think you'll get with Jack? You think we'll get as far as you did this this year, or do you think you get further? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm hoping I'll get as far. I think we'll pretty sure we'll do pretty good. Yep. You mentioned earlier you didn't think we'd get as far as we did, right? No, not at all. You didn't think about we was going to be moving cows the end of the week? Mm-hmm. <laughs> nope. It's pretty cool, huh? That was my first time doing a five-day clinic. I've only ever done four days or less. That was my first time doing a five days. And um, how'd you like having five days? It was just that much further that we were able to get. And... Yep. Was you wore out? Was you tired by the end or was you feeling pretty good? I mean, I was tired, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's something else that kind of that kind of went on in the week, you know, um, you know, when you're, when you're not ready, you know, you, you need to be ready as, as a, as the writer for this stuff, don't you? Yeah. And, you know, Levi had a little hard time. He started my cult Houlihan, which this is the first time ever I've let somebody else work with one of my mules. Right. I don't ever let anybody work with my mules. Right. Yeah. So I let him and, Levi wasn't quite ready for cult starting, was he? He had he had a hard time. He he he, he was a dang sure happy kid, wasn't he? Yeah. He was a really happy guy. Oh, he was he was cool. He, he was fun to be around, but the cult starting has a lot of intense moments, right? And you have a lot of uppers and you have a lot of downers, don't you? Yep. And so, you know, you gotta be able to handle your emotions, right? You you can't get frustrated. And you remember it's it's really a mental thing it is i can't remember if it was day i think it was day three or two two or three where levi kind of got frustrated in the in the round pen and and he kept pulling on that mule quite a lot right and with these cults you can't pull on them especially if you have big plans of making these cults to, to be something amazing right and i kept getting after him for pulling on it didn't i remember that yeah i kept getting after you for pulling yours too yep why don't why don't I want to pull on these colts? Yeah, you don't want to like, because then, no, it's like I'm trying to build slack rain, right? That slack rain needs to mean something, and I don't want to have to like make contact with that colt to get it to do something, right? Also, with these colts, what happens if you pull on them too much? What do they do? Then they just kind of tip over if they go over the top. They brace on you. Next thing you know, what's happening? They're bucking you off, aren't they? Because they're trying to get out of that pressure. They don't know that it's an answer, that there's an answer to be found other than trying to, to flee the scene, right? And so it was it was a little bit challenging for for Levi just to let it go, right? Let it go like frozen. Remember your dad told you not to say on the podcast, but um, just to let it go, huh? Is that, is that hard just to go with him? Yeah, because you had to go with him when when Rose was was buckaloping with you, right? You had to just let go. How hard is that to just let go? It's hard to go from meals that you can ride them to uh-huh. really just kind of you, you don't have control. You just kind of gotta go with them. Yeah. And and this was a little hard, but this is this is mentally challenging, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And so you know you got to be. Remember the the opening night talk I give you guys. Remember I told you. 
you need to be prepared here to not have control. You need to accept that you don't have control and go with it, right? Mm-hmm. Talk about that. Talk about how, how hard it is to wrap your head around that. It's just, it's a lot going from riding mules that you've, it's you can control them to having, like Ty, the whole time he was just saying that they're cults, you have no control over them. Yeah. You, just, you got nothing. That's the hardest thing for people to accept is because we're control freaks, aren't we? Yeah. And when I say, hey, do you guys, they don't know how to turn, do they? They don't know how to stop. And a lot of these people hadn't started started cults before some of these people is their first time starting cults right is your first time starting cults it was sid's first time starting a cult paul's first time starting a cult right um chloe's first time there's a lot of people this is their first time starting a cult and and letting that you know letting that fact really resonate you know really letting that fact come to pass in your mind it's it's challenging yeah but you know the sooner you let that go and then you realize that my cult doesn't know a thing so we're going to help build this up it actually frees up a lot of things because you don't have so many expectations and you just kind of go with them but by the end i was thinking we had pretty good control didn't we yeah we got a lot better things were looking pretty good from the first day to the fifth day wouldn't it yeah so jane i'm gonna i'm gonna let you go here now buddy um but uh before i do um, I always, you know, you, you've listened to my podcast since I started it mm-hmm. and, you know, whenever I have a guest on here, I always ask them if, if you could, uh, offer one piece of advice for, for people in this, you know, that are wanting to ride this style of mulemanship and do this kind of stuff. What, what advice would you give to somebody with some, with these meals and, and in regards to riding and working with these critters, what would you tell them? Listen to Ty and do what he says to do when he says to do it. Have you been practicing that answer? <laughs> no. Well, the cool thing with, with me and the cult starting is is I have the eyes from the outside, right? So I can see when something is about to happen, huh? Like, or, or when something's coming up or when something needs to happen. And that doesn't mean I can prevent something from a problem from happening. But if we can try to be ahead of the game, then it helps. So. Well, Shane, thanks for coming on here, buddy. Yeah, thank you. It was a good clinic, wasn't it? Yeah. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, a lot. Can't wait till next year, huh? You get to start your meal. It's going to be pretty fun. So, all right, you guys. Hey, thank you for listening. I sure appreciate you tuning in here. If it's not too much to ask, if you could leave us a review and tell us what you think of these podcasts, let me know what your favorite episode was. And and anytime you have a question, you can email me, ty at tsmeals.com. Anyways, God bless you, and we will see you down the road.